Why are you here? Are we gonna live life in fear or are we gonna stand up and make sure we're heard? Are we gonna hide or live life by our word? With integrity we can be all that we can see in our mind's eye until we're finally free. We can become whatever we choose once we know the choice lies within me and you. What is going on, boys and girls? Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Unapologetically Human podcast with me, your host, Dan Boyvin. I'm so grateful you're here and I'm excited to share some thoughts with you today about one of the most fundamental qualities of what it means to be a human being, and that is to ask questions. Questions, questions, questions is what this episode is going to be about. And our ability to not only seek and discover answers to those questions, but to create the answer to the questions that we have for ourselves and to make choices and decisions in our lives based on the questions that we ask. So what prompted this topic for this episode is not only do I love questions, like I have such a curious mind, I'm still so in tune with my inner child, that innate tendency to just ask questions you know as soon as kids start talking they start asking questions they start asking why 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 is this like that why is this like that and in a lot of ways I'm still very much like that and the primary thing that prompted the idea for this episode about questions is a comic strip that I came across several years ago that has really stuck with me. It's a dialogue between these two characters, one of which is clearly this like small, youthful character, and his, his whole thing is all about questions. And then there's this really big, clearly older character, and... His part of the dialogue is all about answers and th both of these creatures, both of these characters, they are collecting questions and answers and they're talking about the, the, the difference between them and the value of questions and answers. And it's really philosophical, it's really thought-provoking and it's really stuck with me over the years as not only really entertaining to me, but something very profound. And so I really like going back every so often and reading this comic strip again. And what I would like to do is not only share a link to the comic strip so that you can go and check it out yourself, but I thought that 
I would give it a whirl to actually read the comic strip for you. Now, what this is going to require of me is that I actually make myself clearly these two characters, which is going to be somewhat challenging because I, I don't consider myself to particularly be that great at doing like impersonations or different voices. And I did, uh, I did a stand up comedy course, like an introduction to stand up comedy course a couple years ago. And something that I really got clear on in that course, because I, I kind of tried to do some jokes that were like a dialogue between two characters. And I, I wasn't able to really give it enough to clearly be doing two different characters and my teacher was like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> it was really funny but i want to i want to share this with you so that you can hear this dialogue and also just you know every day is a day of pushing up against the boundaries of my comfort zone for you push against the boundaries of your comfort zone and challenge the resistance that we have inside of us to try new things. So I'm going to read this comic strip to you and I'll, I'll have to explain almost like closed captioning or something. I'll have to explain some of the things the characters are doing in between their actual dialogue. Okay. So here it goes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up just a moment. Before I share this with you, I actually just finished editing it and I'm like questioning whether I actually want to keep it in or not. But I mean, I took the time to edit it, so I might as well. But if at any point during listening to this part, you are like, what the fuck is this or whatever, you're not vibing with it, then please just skip ahead to around the 18 minute mark and you can just listen to the rest of the episode without this dialogue. So here it goes. The comic strip is called A Day in the Park and it's by this guy, Costas Kyriakakis. Sounds Greek. And the smaller character, the question character, he's like really small, slender, has tiny little wings on his back, and he's a cyclops. He only has one eye, and it's like he just has this round head with an eyeball on it. And he's sitting on this bench in the park, and the older character looks kind of like a fish, or if you've ever seen... The movie Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He kind of looks like a Vogon. If you haven't seen Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I highly recommend that you check it out. I'm going to play a clip from one of my favorite bands that has one of the members telling the other members about this movie. I'll play that at the end of the episode. But this larger, older fish character with a big belly and a suit on, and walking with a cane, he walks up to this, this other character sitting on the bench. And so that's how it starts. 
And so the old character who I will refer to as the answerer looks at the young character who I will refer to as the questioner and says, may I? Of course. And the old character sits down and then they just sit there for a little bit. And the young character is looking in this little box and he's talking to himself. He says, he he really? And the old character questions, I beg your pardon. And now it actually goes into the dialogue. So I should be able to stop explaining it and just, just fucking do it now. <laughs> I beg your pardon. Oh no, sorry. I was just talking to my, um, to that little box of yours, I presume. Yeah. It's my collection of a collection. That's interesting. I happen to be a collector myself. Oh, that's nice. So, what's in it? Lots of stuff, but mostly questions. Questions? What are you collecting? Oh, nothing quite so eccentric. Just a good old-fashioned collection of answers. Oh. Do you have something against answers? No, no, nothing like that. It's just that I would never trade a question for an answer. I can't really see the long-term profit. Long-term profit? What do you mean? Well, answers as I see it are useful to have around, but kind of boring too. I mean, they don't seem to participate in the ever-transforming dance of the whole universe. As we are, sticking with them means you lose out on most of the fun. Reality can change as easily as the way you care to see it. An answer, static in nature as it is, refers to one frozen snapshot of that reality. Its value can only go down. Today's treasure could be tomorrow's garbage. Questions, on the other hand, seem to keep up with the dance, and if anything, their value can grow. It makes little sense to collect anything that could lose value over time, don't you think? And the old man, the answerer, is very shocked at this naive young questioner. Well, I think that such radical ideas belongs to youngsters such as yourself. Radical? Really? How is it even possible to maintain such a collection? I mean, it's common knowledge that questions are always on heat to mate with answers. Everybody knows they rarely survive the mating process. That's true. It can be hard at times. All I can do is train them as well as I can and hope for the best. And? Does it work? I can't complain. My questions are getting along quite peacefully with my answers most of the time. Gotcha! So you do collect answers after all. But of course, everybody does. 
You need answers to base decisions on, decisions that lead to actions. We wouldn't do much of anything if we were always indecisive. All I'm saying is that I see no point in treasuring them. That's all. Once you see that an answer is not serving its question properly anymore, it should be tossed away. It's just their natural life cycle. They usually kick and scream, raising one hell of a ruckus when we ask them to leave, especially when they've been with us for a long time. You see, too many actions have been based on those answers. Too much work and energy invested on them. They feel so important, so full of themselves. They will answer to no one, not even their initial question. What's the point if a wrong answer will stop you from returning to the right question? Although some people have no questions to return to, which is usually why they defend them with such strong conviction. That's exactly why I'm extra cautious with all these big old answers that have been lying around long before we came along. They bully their way into our collection without being invited by any questions of our own. We accept them just because they have satisfied the questions of so many before us. Seeking the questions with fits them instead. My favorite kind of answers are those that my questions give birth to. Questions that I manage to keep safe long enough to do so. These baby answers might seem insignificant in comparison at first, but they are of a much better quality. They mean no harm to your questions. After all, they are family and they make no fuss when you discard them. I see you've already gave it a lot of thought. But what about worthless questions, lad? Are you going to tell me that they're all worth keeping just because they are questions? Well, in a way, yes. For me, at least. And the answerer is shocked again. Ha ha ha! I'm sitting here listening to your endless garble and never occurred to me that you have lost your marbles. Just think about it for a second. The only way a question can prove itself unworthy is by attracting a better question. You're never empty-handed. What does an unworthy answer leave you with? The answerer seems stumped by this question. So, what's supposed to be the meaning behind all this? Is there one? Meaning? Um, I don't know. Maybe the lack of one meaning is exactly what gives everything the chance to have one. Maybe having all the answers is like wishing for the end of all meaning. You know, not the kind of practical answers to questions like what's the length of this bench, but whether the people sitting on it are living their lives towards some cosmic purpose or not. That's the kind of answers I'm talking about. Answers to the most worth asking questions, which, ironically, are not meant to be answered regardless of our great efforts to do so. Definitive answers to such questions would rob us of our freedom, freedom of choosing what's worthy and what's not, acting on faith, changing your mind, and being responsible for all of these choices.
It makes good sense, too. What's the main condition to sustain infinite potential such as ours, if not a big question mark always out of our reach? The big carrot that always keeps us on the move, always becoming, never complete. Oh boy, you sure like to talk. Tell me, is this fancy speech of yours just a time-consuming way of you saying to my face that I'm collecting garbage? Me? No. I mean, I don't know that. Do you? That's enough, young man. I've heard enough. I'm taking my answers and leaving. But, and since you like questions so much, here's one for you. If worthless answers are the only thing that leads to actions, the one thing that makes things actually happen, what's the real use of your precious questions and crazy theories to the world out there anyway? Good day. And the answerer gets up off the bench and he leaves, leaving the questioner there to ponder. That's a keeper. Did you hear that? I just found you a new friend to play with. He says, looking into his box where he keeps the rest of his questions that he's collecting. And then that's the end of the comic. So I guess we'll see what I can make of this uh, rendition of me speaking into the, the dialogue. Hopefully it wasn't completely atrocious, but... <laughs> Whatever, man. Fuck it. I gave it a try. And you can go read the comic yourself anyway. I'll post a, a link. But yeah, so hopefully my reading that dialogue actually translated well enough. Some of the meaning I can't really tell on my end right now. But part of the reason that I love this comic so much is that it really speaks to the power of the questions that we ask ourselves and how they push us forward. And that in seeking answers to the big questions that we have in life, many of us often default to answers that have already been around for quite some time and that we treat as if they're sort of the ultimate truths and they're just the way things are and that they can't be changed. And that's one of the things that I've like really been conscious of that I, I hated hearing so much from adults in my life when I was a kid that that's just the way things are and they'll never change as if we shouldn't even bother trying to change the things that we want to see changed in the world. And a core foundation of nearly all of the different programs and courses that I've taken over the past several years, they really focus on getting yourself to ask questions of yourself in order for you to be able to not only see where you're at, but see where is it that you want to go and how are you going to get there? And 
that is the case for us both individually and collectively. We need to really be asking ourselves important questions. Some of those questions may be really big questions, but some of those may just be smaller everyday questions. We can't really make choices unless we're asking ourselves questions and seeking answers to those questions or choosing the direction that we want to head based on the questions that we ask. So this episode is really about questions. What questions are you asking yourself in your life or not? And what questions are we really asking ourselves collectively? And what questions are we either not asking ourselves or maybe avoiding. So I'm basically just going to ask a whole bunch of questions now. I have a whole bunch of questions that just came to mind while I was thinking about this. And what I would encourage you to do is to really contemplate some of these questions for yourselves. And... There's a lot of them, so just choose a few that really resonate with you. Don't get overwhelmed by how many there are. And just explore the possibilities of what some of the answers are for you for any of the questions that pop up that you might be like, oh, fuck, like, yeah, that is a pretty good question. Either I haven't thought about that or or maybe you have and you just really haven't answered it for yourself yet. So... One of the questions that I included in the description of what this whole show is about is this question, what's worth knowing? And that, I think, is one of the most important questions for me to just ask myself all the time, again and again and again in my life. Because so many of the things that we do, so many of the things that I find myself doing on even a day-to-day basis, particularly outside of work, is just like, what's worth knowing? Like, is this worth knowing? Is this worth doing? Like, it's so fucking easy to just waste so much time especially online like there's a million things that you could be watching at any given time or listening to and is it really worth it is it worth knowing is it worth watching is it worth listening to and some of the questions to follow here are going to be about some really, really big ideas on a global scale. And a lot of them are also going to be about just our everyday experience of life and our interactions with other people and our understanding and relationship with ourselves as well. And throughout the course of this podcast in many different episodes going forward, I will and the 
people that I bring on the show, we'll do our best to answer as many of these questions and these types of questions as we can to the best of our ability. But some of these questions we may not be able to answer either ourselves or humans may not be able to answer period for a very long time or some of them may not be able to be answered at all. But sometimes the highest importance and meaning that we find is actually in just the asking of the questions, not necessarily the answers. And this podcast is all about trying to understand what it means to be human in the modern world. And so much of the way that we're taught to think and the way that we we learn that we should operate in the world is to specialize and go into ever more narrow fields of study. And that means that most of us live within a very tiny realm of the things that we think about and that we do on a daily basis. And I think for us to really understand what it means to be human, we have to ask ourselves all of these questions and many, many questions because there's really just so much out there to think about and to know. And I think that the more of us that spend a little bit more time focusing on the bigger picture will start to be able to talk to each other about and think about the way that we're relating to ourselves and each other and the world in some larger ways outside of the more narrow realms that we tend to exist in. And I think that that is both necessary and would be beneficial for us to find the kinds of answers that we're actually looking for moving forward in our lives individually and the kinds of answers that we need to find together for how we're going to build a world that actually works in a way that isn't so damaging to the systems that we rely upon to survive. And so here come the questions to think about, to ponder. On that note, will our global human civilization survive into the next century or Will humanity go extinct? Why or why not? How do we understand ourselves? Do you really know yourself as well as you think you do? How can you get to know yourself better? Do you want to know yourself better? Why or why not? How do we understand each other? How well do you know the people in your life? your friends, your family, your co-workers, your neighbors, if you even know them, which I think most of us don't, or your partner, or maybe your multiple partners. 
how can you get to know people better? And do you even want to? Why or why not? If you do, what exactly do you want to know about them? What could you ask? How do we understand the world that we live in? This mind-blowing world that humans have created. What do we really know about history? What do we know about psychology and neuroscience and how our brains or our mind works? What do we know about biology, genetics, and evolution and how our bodies work? What do we know about nature and how the biological support systems of this planet work? Do we know the boundaries of Earth's carrying capacity for life? And what will happen if we continue to push, stretch, and break those boundaries through the way that we're living? How do we actually examine what we know and what we don't know? What do we think we know, but we actually don't? What are we pretending we don't know, but we actually do? How can we come to know what we truly don't even know we don't know? Or in other words, how do we find the blind spots in what we know about and how we look at ourselves and others in the world because we all have so many blind spots in so many areas what do we know about religion spirituality faith and human systems and belief structures what do we believe collectively what do you believe individually how do our beliefs influence our individual thoughts, feelings, and actions and our collective behaviors? How do our beliefs govern our reality? How do they affect our relationship with ourselves, our friends, our families, and loved ones, and our interactions with each other in the communities and the regions and countries and our interactions together as a global human society? How do we transform our beliefs that are no longer serving us, both individually and collectively? And as it relates to if you have any sort of mental health challenge, what are you doing that you know you should stop doing? Where are you wasting time that could be better spent elsewhere? How much time are you actually wasting on a daily and a weekly basis? And what does that translate to monthly and yearly? And how well are you actually taking care of yourself? And how are you contributing to the people in your life? What could you do if you wasted less time and took better care of yourself? And what would that look like? What do you believe is or isn't possible for you? Why are you here? Like, really ask yourself, why am I here? What is the purpose for my life? Why do I exist? Other than just because all of our ancestors and our parents fucked and so now here we are. 
why do you exist on the deepest levels? And what are we committed to for ourselves, our relationships, our world, our children, and their world? How are the choices we make each day affecting the future? And what do these choices say about who we are individually and collectively? What is your vision for yourself in all areas of your life and for the world that you want to live in? How do you want to think about yourself, others in the world? How do you want to feel on a daily basis? What do you want to achieve and experience now and in the near and the distant future? And why? What are you prepared to give up? Things like safety and comfort and trying to look good all the time? And what are you prepared to feel? Things like discomfort and looking bad and making a mess of things and having to clean them up. What type of person do you need and get to be in order to create the things you want out of this gift you have called life? To influence others and the world in the way that you want to. And so... That's just a few questions that you could ask yourself, really. Like, that's just one page of questions that I came up with at random as I was thinking about questions for this episode. But what it really means to be human could be almost an infinite amount of questions that you could ask yourself. But the importance in really seeing where we're at and where we want to go, and how we're going to get there in life, how we're going to shift and transform the things that we want to change or achieve for ourselves, has a lot to do with asking important questions of ourselves and other people in our lives as well, and then seeking out the answers to those questions or creating the answers to those questions that really resonate with us the most. So maybe some of the questions that I just listed sound interesting to you and you can ponder them. You can think about some answers to those or just take a little bit of time either after this episode is done or just on a daily basis to question yourself and what's really important to you in your life and where you want to be heading and what you're going to do on a daily basis that is going to set you on the path that you actually want to be traveling on. And that includes the way that you think and treat yourself in each and every moment as well. And to end things off, I want to share two of the most important questions that I have ever heard in my life that have really, really stuck with me for many, many years. And that is, if not you, then who? And if not now, then when? And these questions are 
so simple and yet so profound and important because we're the only one that can take responsibility of our thoughts and our feelings and our actions, our daily behaviors and thinking patterns that create the results that we see in our life. And we're the only ones that can choose how how we treat ourselves and talk to ourselves and others and whether or not we choose to continue to operate in the same ways that we always have that have landed us where we are or provided the results for us that that we're experiencing right now, which for a lot of us, we really don't want anymore. And whether it is some of the stuff we may be looking at individually or some of the larger things that we may be looking at collectively in our family and in the communities that we're a part of and in our countries and in our, our society and our world at large, if you're not going to do something about it, then who is? And if you're not going to do something about it now, then when are you? So remember that we're the only ones that can do the work and take the responsibility to make the shifts and the transformations in our lives and our families and communities and our world that we want to see. And it really takes asking ourselves and others both big and small, but really important questions in order to set us on the right path towards finding the answers that we seek or creating them as we see fit. y'all that is all the questions for today it was a decent list but certainly not exhaustive of the kinds of questions and the kinds of things that I think about and I think it's really important that we all ask ourselves important questions every day so ponder on some of those if um, some of them were interesting and resonated with you. Hopefully some of them were and see what kind of questions you come up with yourself when you take a little bit of time each day to think about and plan what direction you actually want to be headed in. So that's it for today's episode other than I had mentioned earlier that if you have not seen the movie The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, it is one of my absolute favorite movies that I've ever seen. And I read the entire book series as well. 
And I highly, highly recommend checking it out for not only its entertainment value, but also to think about this mind-blowing universe that we live in. So this is two members of one of my favorite hip-hop groups, one telling the other one about what this movie's about. Enjoy. Two points, thanks, man. Cheers. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, how does it go again, man? Starts on a little house, and then literally the, the government are trying to knock down this bastard's house to build a, you know, super freeway through it. Yeah. He hasn't been paying his bills and that. He's a bit late on him, so what? And uh, while that happens, while they're trying to do that, his mate that he thought was a bit strange, but has always been from another galaxy, yeah. comes and goes, Oi, bro, forget this shit. The world's about to fucking blow up, bro. We need to get the fuck out of here. I know this alien race is coming, and they're going to blow the whole fucking thing up. What? Now, let's hitchhike. I've got this little ring on, and we'll get together. We'll go. <laughs> and this guy's going, what are you talking about, man? I'm trying to save my home. And the guy who's an alien who, who's trying to fucking tell him let's go is most deaf. Bullshit. Oh, dude, he's so good, man. It's, it's, it's such a classic film, man. Are you serious? It's one of the best things I've ever seen, bro. What the like, fuck? Seriously, man. I can't believe I haven't heard of I'm this. I'm not fucking with you at all. Uh, so, the uh, uh, it's, it's a trippy movie, huh? Yeah, of course it is, bro. It's an LSD trip, bro. It's nuts, man. Oh, dude, it's <laughs> fucking... It's hilarious. So, uh, man, when was this written? Oh, the book was probably done in 1969. Uh-huh. And then the movie... Yeah, the movie was just done now. But because they... Yeah, because they needed the... Um, Big budget. They needed the technology, mate. You can't... Yeah. You can't do a movie like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, he gets him onto this spaceship. Boom, the fucking world blows up and he's <laughs> off. And he's gone. And most of is saying to him, mate, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you're on a spaceship that we've just hitchhiked on and the, your whole world is blown up. What the fuck? Yeah. It's fucking heavy. <laughs> oh, fucking imagine everything blew up. Fuck it up. And you're up there. That's nuts. All right, what are we doing now?